Good morning, my beautiful family. Hi, hi, hi. Great to see you guys. Listen, thank you for getting out in the in the cold weather today. We really, really appreciate it. And, and uh, before we get started, we are continuing on in our Vision 2020 series called Vision 2020. We all said that we're so glad that it's a brand new year. Amen. Like I know for some of you, it's like, I never want to look back on 2019 at all. Like, and for others of you, it was a pretty good year. It was an all right year, but we all have this great year in front of us. And I just wanna make sure that this is an awesome year for you. That this is a year that you feel more connected to God and more connected to your church and to your community. And so what I wanna do before we jump into the message though is I want us to just take a few moments right now right before we jump in because I know there are a lot of things that, that that that's going on I know you can come in and have a bunch of stuff you're carrying from last week or last month or or maybe this next this next week or next month in front of you there's a whole lot of stuff going on how many of you know sometimes we can come into God's house and be so overwhelmed and so distracted that we miss him do you know what I mean and so I don't want that to happen and so I want us to just take a moment right now to just forget about what happened or what's happening or what's yet to happen and acknowledge the truth of the Word of God and the Word of God says that where two or three are gathered in my name guess what I'm right there in their midst and so I don't want us to take advantage of that I don't want us to miss that God is here and so just take a moment, if you would, if you bow your head and just take a moment and, and let's just get ourselves, collect our thoughts and, and get ourselves ready. Holy Spirit, we want you to speak to us today. Not just church as usual. This is the Sunday thing, but Holy Spirit, speak to us this morning. I want to do the same year after year after year the same. We want our lives to count. We want each season of our lives, God, to be more powerful and impactful for you. So we're not going to be distracted by right now. We're just going to focus on you. Speak to us, Holy Spirit. Encourage us like only you can. We're ready. We're ready. Have your will. I've got a message plan, but Holy Spirit, you have your way. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 2020 vision. Seeing more clearly than you ever have in your life. Seeing things in the right way. And, and so this morning, my beautiful family, in the context of talking about having a vision for your life. I titled my message, You've Got to See It. And I wanted to just say, you got to see it, but I know some of you would be like, there's no such word as gotta, Pastor Matt. And so I want you to turn to your neighbor and say, you've got to see it. Let them know. Say, you've got to see it. It's not enough. God doesn't want us to walk through life like this family. Like just, but, but just whatever comes my way, we'll see what happens. You've got to see it. 
And how many of you know there is a big difference between looking and seeing? Do you know what I mean? There's a big difference between looking at something and seeing. And so I, I want to prove my point. I got a couple things that I want you to look at, but then I want to see what you see, okay? Have you ever seen these? Throw this up there, family. Let's, or, uh, uh, Kelly, let's all look at this. Now look at this, you guys. What do you see? You see a vase, right? Some of us, you see a vase maybe there. Others, you see two faces. Like, look, we can all be looking at the same thing, but see something different, right? Common eyes. Look, normal functioning eyes look, but it, it takes special eyes to actually see. Throw another one up there, look at this. You see a young woman with her head turned with a feather in her hair, do, do, do you see that? Or do you see an older woman with black hair and kind of a big schnoz, big nose, and big, do you see? Like we can all be, like some of you are like, I don't see the old woman. I see the young woman with her head turned. But we can all be looking at the same thing, but not see family. And so my point is this. I don't want you going around to other people asking them, what do you see in me? What do you see in me? Define me. How many of you agree with me that God is the one that gets to define us? Amen. And so it's so important how God sees you and that how you see yourself aligns with how God sees you. So vision, you got to see it. You got to see it because there's sometimes, there's a lot of times that you don't feel it. And so you got to see it. And so I'm going to show you in the word of God just a few examples of why it's so important that you see. That you don't just look, but that you see. I don't know if any of you, if you've read Hebrews 11, Hebrews chapter 11, it's called the, the Hall of Faith. And what the, what the author did was he went through several heroes in the Bible and said, by faith, Noah did this. By faith, Abraham did this. By faith, Moses did this. Trying to get us all to see that we walk by faith. Amen, family. And so Pharaoh at the time, some of his reporters got back to him and said, man, the Jewish people are really proliferating. There's, there's just a whole bunch of Jewish people. What are we going to do? And he's like, I've got a solution. Every male child that's born from now on, throw them in the Nile River. If they're a girl, isn't that pretty crazy, you guys? If it's a girl, let her live. But every male child, child from, now, from now on, every time a boy is born, throw them in the river. Moses' parents were like, oh, no way, no way. God has a purpose for this child's life. And God's vision for your life can't be thwarted or interrupted by any plan of the enemy. Amen, family. And so look, see what happened in Moses' life. By faith, when Moses, when he was born, was hidden for three months by his parents because they saw that he was special. They saw that he was beautiful. And they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he was grown up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. 
choosing rather to be mistreated with the people of God than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. I'm going to stop here just for a moment. Moses is living in the lap of luxury family. Moses is a prince of Egypt and has all the privileges of living in the palace, all the power of being Pharaoh's daughter, Pharaoh's son, sorry. Moses knew that God's purpose and God's plan for his life, there are times when that calls us out of our comfort zone. That God's vision, a lot of times doesn't make sense. He'd be crazy. Why would he leave the influence of the palace? Why would he pursue something? Why would he absolutely choose suffering, choose to be mistreated when he had it made? God is calling us, family, out of the same old, same old. And what it means is, is we've got to be willing to step into a little bit of the unknown. Amen, fam. He had it made. Living in the lap of luxury. But the vision that God has for his life was greater than Moses' comfort. And so don't be committed to comfort. Don't be committed to just what you're used to. God has something greater. The fleeting pleasures of sin. We can all be distracted by that, right? Moses knew God had something greater for him. He considered the reproach of Christ, the reproach of Christ, greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt. He was looking to the reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not being afraid of the anger of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. How was Moses able to do it? How was Moses able to leave the lap of luxury? How was he able to follow this enormous vision that God had given him? Moses didn't get distracted by the comforts that were around him. Moses, by faith, counted it greater to follow God's vision for his life than anyone else. And family, he endured. He endured by seeing him who is invisible. He endured by focusing on what it is that God said about him. He endured. He was able to persevere because of how God saw And so family, I want to call your attention to something really important today. What is it in your life right now that you know is distracting you? You know, God, God, I want to follow your vision. I want to follow, but you're distracted by something. Something that's not going to last. Something that, what is it? I hope you'll agree with me, family, on number one. Keep your eyes on eternity, not on something temporary. Moses had it made. 
But the riches of the palace of the king is only temporary family. The vision that God had for Moses' life was going to lead to something much more substantial than just riches and wealth. We need to focus our eyes on eternity because we were created for eternity and not on something. And do me a favor, under that word something, right or someone. Because how many of you know it's easy to get distracted by a temporary someone? Yeah. So we have to be smart enough to, you know what? You're only temporary. <laughs> and you have the ability to knock me off vision for my life. But I'm not today. Not today. Moses had it made, but following God's vision for his life was much more important. There was a time when the Syrian king decided, I'm going to attack God's people. I'm going to go down and I'm going to attack them. But something kept happening, family. Every time the king of Syria would try to attack God's people, God would tell Elisha what was about to happen and the plan would never work. So we're at a point now where the king is so frustrated, he's like, what's going on? I keep trying to defeat these people, but somehow they keep figuring out my plan. Well, some of his men went to him and they said, we know exactly what's going on. Every time you come up with a plan to attack God's people, God tells Elisha. Every time the enemy tries to attack God's people, God shows up. And so the king got really frustrated. He's like, I know what we're going to do. We're not going to tell anybody. We're going to defeat these people. We're not going to tell anybody. I want you to get the horses and get the chariots ready. And we're going to sneak out there and we're going to surround them. We'll show them. We'll trick them. I want you to get everybody ready and we're going to surround them. And when they wake up in the morning, they're going to be surrounded. But God had a greater vision. Look at this family in 2 Kings. When Elisha's servant, the servant man of God, rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was all around the city. And the servant said, alas, my master, what shall we do? Isn't that the first question we ask? What are we going to do? It's going to happen. Elisha said some powerful words that I want you to let sink in this morning, okay, my family? Elisha said to him, do not be afraid. Turn to your neighbor. They need to hear it this morning. Turn to your neighbor and say, tell him again, do not be afraid. You don't know what's coming up, and they're going to argue with you. Turn to your neighbors again and say, do not be afraid. Why do we keep going there, family? At what point are we going to get it? At what point, when everything falls apart, at what point, when it hits the fan, are we going to say, instead of, what are we going to do, our response, family, needs to be, watch what God is going to do. Amen. Yeah. 
at what point, family, are we going to stop allowing fear to be our first response? I'm saying 2020, amen? Yeah. And so Elijah, Elijah did something that we're going to do this morning. His servant freaked out when he saw that they were surrounded by the enemy. And Elisha said, do not be afraid. For those who are with us, hear the Lord speaking this over your life today, okay? For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. The servant woke up in the morning and saw that they were surrounded by the enemies. Everywhere he looked, the enemy. Everywhere he turned, the enemy. But Elisha prayed this powerful prayer that we're going to pray this morning. He prayed over a servant. He said, oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw. And behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha. So I got to make sure that you get this family. His servant looked out and all he saw was the enemy everywhere that he looked. But then Elisha prayed. God opened his eyes. And God opened his eyes and then his servant was able to see. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. So I see the enemy, but what I see a whole lot more of is we are surrounded by all these angels who are in chariots of fire. And so for us, what that means for us today, family, is you're never going to go through something where you're outnumbered by the enemy. There is always more for you than against you. Oh, but you don't know what they'll say about me in the community. But my, my reputation, Pastor Matt, what I'm telling you is there's all, you always have a lot more going on than you can naturally look at. There's always a lot more fighting for you than fighting against you. But the servant couldn't see it. And we can't see it a lot of times, right? We get so focused on how much we don't have. We watch our bank account sometimes just go lower and lower. We, we get so caught up in what people think about us and what they'll say about us and how they'll, per, they'll perceive us. We get it twisted, family. We get so focused on just looking at what's around us. And so I came to tell you this morning and I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. The main reason I put this message together today was so that I could tell you number two, family. There are some things that can only be perceived with your spiritual eyes. Now, what in the world is he talking about? Do you know you have two sets of eyes? And I'm not talking about your glasses. Do you know you have natural eyes? Did you know you have spiritual eyes? And maybe some of you have never heard this and you're sitting there thinking, yep, he's finally lost it. <laughs> he's, a, he's up there saying, he's calling me four eyes. He's finally gone off the deep end. You were born 
regular human eyes. But hear your pastor this morning. The second you gave your life to Jesus Christ, he gave you, he filled you with the Holy Spirit and gave you a set of spiritual eyes. It's like, what is this little man talking about today? <laughs> Here's what I mean. It's not a question of whether you have them or not. It's do you know how to use them? And so what, I'm, what in the world am I talking about, Baum? Here's exactly what I'm talking about. Because I know, as Christians, this has happened to all of you. I, I know. I know it's happened. I know. Have you ever been in a situation, and I, I know it's happened. Have you been in a situation where all the I's were dotted and all the T's were crossed, everything, like, logically looked like it made sense? But when you paused, and we must Pause. We must discipline ourselves to pause and say, God, what do you think I should do? Hasn't there been times when you've paused and said, God, help me to really see that suddenly you had this knowing. You had to, suddenly you were able to see what was really going on. It's like, I know everybody's on board with this and Everybody's saying this is going to be a great thing. But, but there's, there's, some, there's something. The Holy Spirit will give you a perception to see through all the hype and through all the fluff and maybe through all the pain to really see it with your spiritual eyes. Man, this is a great job opportunity. Why wouldn't I take it? I'm going to make $30,000 more than I make and hey, I'm going to be the man and I'm going to be... But when you pause, when you pause, because our life is not our own, our life was bought with a high price, when we pause and we say, I'm not, all, I, I, I'm not always motivated by money, my life is a lot more valuable than dollars and cents. When you pause and you say, God, show me what's really going on here. Suddenly it's like, wait a minute, I see, I see. And everybody doesn't have to agree with you. And everybody doesn't have to. But, but suddenly it's like, I get it. I can see it now. And I'm not talking about intuition. I'm not talking about coincidence or whatever. I'm talking deja vu. I'm talking about your spiritual eyes being opened. And it's like, whoa, I get it now. I see you have spiritual eyes. And what we must do, family, is we must pray that prayer over ourselves. And so would you do me a favor, just right where you're seated, right where you're seated. Because what I know, what I know is a lot of the mess that you got yourself into in 2019 was because it all looked good, but when everything came out in the wash, it wasn't what it said it was. And you thought if it walked like a duck and talked like a duck and hung, hang around ducks, it was a duck and it turned out to be a chicken. <laughs> and it's like, if you only go by, just look at it with your natural eyes, they can pull the wool over your eyes. But how many of you know, they can't pull the wool over your spiritual eyes. And so I want you to right now, I want you to right now just say, Pray this prayer over yourself. 
Let me hear you say, God, open my eyes that I might see. Open my spiritual eyes that I might see. Because people will try to tell you anything, you guys. Oh, it sounds great. Listen, I've got some oceanfront property there in Booty that I'd like to sell you. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's gorgeous. White sandy beaches and all. And, oh, and you're crazy if you don't take this opportunity. You're crazy. Don't you wish it was all that obvious? But a lot of times, she'll show up looking real good. Or he'll show up looking real good. Or it'll make sense to everybody else around you. Girl, you're crazy if you don't take that. Man, what's wrong with you? You better take that. But when you pause, family, because our life is not our own, when you pause and you say, God, this door has opened up for my daughter, but God, help me to see it because I wanna, I wanna help. God, my daughter, I wanna help direct her. God, maybe she can't see. Open her eyes, God. God, open his eyes. God, open my eyes that I can see this for what it really is. Open my eyes, God. And I just in that second, you guys, heard the Holy Spirit say this. You've been looking at the things that you have been struggling with. You've been looking at what you have struggled with, with your natural eyes. And I want you to see that everything that was meant to take you out has only pushed you further into my purpose. I don't want, I no longer want you to look at that struggle like, why did this happen? This isn't fair. I can't believe this is, I want you to see that I'm using that thing for your good. Stop just looking at it with natural eyes. Why, why me? And I, I, I'll never trust again or I'll never, no, no. Ask God to help you see it the way he sees it. There is always more going for you than there ever could be against you, period. Amen. Open my eyes, God. Pastor Matt, it hurts so bad. Open my eyes, God, so that I could really see this for what it is. Pastor Matt, I'm lonely. Open my eyes. Why am I still alone? Open my eyes, God, so that I can see this for what it is. Yeah. You need to declare this year. You're not falling for the same garbage this year that you fell for last year. I'm not falling for the same. You're, you know what? I'm not falling for it this year. No. Open my eyes, God. Help me to see. Help me to see. I don't want to walk around all suspicious of everybody and, and just, ooh, you're trying to put. But just open my eyes, God. Everything that looks good is not always good. Open my eyes, God. Not this year. No, 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 no. Oh, not this year. You may have fooled me last year, but mm -mm. no. Open my eyes, God. Open them up. The author of Hebrews, after chapter 11, going through by faith, by faith, he wraps it up and 
Such a cool way, you guys, talking about the heroes of the faith. Look there in your notes. He said, do you see what this means in reference to by faith Abraham and by faith Noah and by faith, in reference to these heroes of the faith? He says, do you see what this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way, all these veterans cheering us on, it means we better get on with it. Just in a gentle way, nudge your neighbor and say, get on with it. We're too hung up on stuff that happened already. It's time to get on with it. Get on with it. Strip down. Start running. And never quit. In the name of Jesus, never quit. Never quit. Get back up again. Never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins sucking and draining the joy out of our lives. No cycles of just the same garbage over and over and over again. Not this year. Keep your eyes on Jesus. And in a sweet, family-like way. Just one last time, turn to your neighbor. They need to hear you say, keep your eyes on Jesus. Who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it. Isn't that a novel? Study how Jesus moved through life. Yeah. Because he never lost sight of where he was headed. That exhilarating finish in and with God. Family, listen, look, look, look at our Savior. Look what the author says about our Savior. He could put up with anything along the way because he kept his focus on the Father. He could put up with anything because he kept his focus where it needed to be. He could put up with anything along the way, the cross, the shame, whatever. Now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Study how he did it. I want a vision for my life. I want your vision for my life to be clearer, God. You know the best way to do it? Live like Jesus lived. Live like... Find yourself doing what Jesus did. And so what did Jesus do? Jesus was busy loving people who were different from him. Jesus was busy going out to the margins and getting the people who think they're so jacked up that Jesus could never love them. Jesus was so busy hanging out with sinners. Jesus was so busy sharing the love of God with people who needed it the most. You want a vision for your life? Spend your life doing that. Pastor Matt, I'm a teacher. No, first you're a minister. Pastor Matt, I'm a lawyer. Uh-uh, first you're a minister. Pastor Matt, I get out there on my tractor. I'm a farmer. You know what, farmer? First, you belong to Jesus. You're a minister first. A teacher with a vision. 
shows up and knows that it's his or her responsibility to do more than just teach math and reading and science. A Christian teacher knows that his or her eyes need to be open to see those kids. Man, he's driving me this crazy this year. A Christian teacher is like, I need to see why she's acting out. Holy Spirit, open my eyes so I can see why she's acting out. You want to know what the best doctors do? The best doctors realize they don't know everything. The best doctors stop and say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes that I might see. So that I know how to treat this in the most powerful way. I'm a doctor. No, first you're a minister. I'm a salesman. I'm a saleswoman. Before you try to sell anybody a cheeseburger or a car, first thing you do is, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Because this couple's in here, and they're here to buy a car. But Holy Spirit, you're showing me they need a lot more than somewhere to sit their butt in. Holy Spirit, yeah, I'm not just a salesman. I'm a minister first. Yeah. You want a vision for your life? This is number three, family, super clear. God's vision for for us will mirror the life of Christ. Yeah. I'm a farmer, but when I go, I talk to other farmers and I talk about the markets and I talk about... I pray and I say, Holy Spirit, ask me to see what you're really doing here. I sell insurance, but before I sell insurance, I I ask the Holy Spirit, open my eyes, Holy Spirit, so I can see what this family really needs. I'm the tax man. (laughs) I'm the tax man, but more than just look at the numbers when, when they're sitting there, I've already prayed because first, I'm a a minister. So you want a vision for your life? Keep doing what you're doing. Keep doing your job. You don't have to be a pastor. Just whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that you buy, and whatever it is that you sell, and whoever it is that you teach and whoever you perform a certain skill on. First, you say, open my eyes. Because ultimately, ultimately, me living out the vision that you have for my life, God, first, I'm a minister. Would you stand up with me, my beautiful family? Just one more time. I'm just a stay-at-home mom, and I never hear stay-at-home moms define themselves. They know what they're doing is important. Before you're a stay-at-home mom, you're a minister. You're a minister right there in your family. I go out and I tell people how to invest, but along the way, I'm investing Jesus in them. Yeah. Would you bow your head and close your eyes, my beautiful family? You got to see it. Even when you don't feel it, you got to see it. God wants to use you right where you're at. Whatever it is that you're doing, 
God wants to anoint the work of your hands so that you're prosperous in all the meaningful ways. And so pray that over yourself again. Pray it over yourself. Say, God, open my eyes that I might see. Thank you, God. And God, I thank you for my family that I get to send them out on this. I get to send them out on this, God. There's always more for you than against you. There's always more for you than against you in every way. In every way. In your health. In your body. There's always more going right, going for you than against you in your body. There's always more for you. Always more. Because we, 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 we forget that the battle's not ours, it's the Lord's. And so there's always more fighting for us than against us. The battle belongs to Him. Thank you, God. Thank you for that truth. And now may the peace of Jesus Christ. Peace, reach up and grab it, family. May the peace of Jesus Christ rule and reign in our hearts. Peace be yours now. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today, family? Thank you, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes, Jesus. I love you from the bottom of my heart, my family. I'll see you right here next week at GT. God bless you.